0: So what's up everybody, Wyndham Jennings here, uh, just giving you an update on my life and the state of the show and just, I guess I'll talk a little bit about some movie stuff since that's what most of you listen for. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, you know, back around uh, the end of June, uh, first week of July, I posted that my uh, wife and I have decided to call it quits after almost 20 years together. Uh, nothing flashy, uh, you know, just we drifted apart after so long together. And especially during the pandemic, we basically became roommates uh, who had a wife, who had a, a wife, had a daughter together and shared a house. So once that happened, uh, you know, other things took priority and I decided to put the show on hiatus for a while. Uh, a little bit of an update. I'm. What What is the quote? Uh, I can't remember where it comes from. I know I'm probably going to get it wrong. Uh, we're not at the end. Uh, we're not even at the beginning of the end, but I believe we're at the end of the beginning. So, see, you know, like I said, once we decided that, uh, you know, there's all sorts of legal things we had to go through, had to uh, jump hoops through, separating our finances, uh, you know, breaking uh, down who got what, et cetera, et cetera. And for some reason, we couldn't find a lawyer in our area who could handle the case. Before, literally, I, I went to the lawyer Tuesday, the two of us did, just to get them to write the agreement up. It was like a no contest thing. We have decided who's getting what, et cetera. We just needed somebody to draw it up, and August 31st was the earliest we could find a lawyer in the area to even just sit and listen to us for 20 minutes, saying, she gets this, I get this, blah, 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 we share custody. On top of that, of course, I had to find a new place to live in the middle of one of the worst housing markets uh in in years i mean it's just crazy even in this area i mean i live in a very economically depressed area and i know i sounded kind of weirdly proud when i said that but uh no the thing is the housing market if you've been trying to buy a house is very much a seller's market and people are charging outrageous things for houses i mean houses that back at the beginning of the year may have been an $80,000 house and was even tax assessed at that and all of a sudden it's a $250,000 house and yeah I can't afford a $250,000 house so yeah I spent the better part of the past uh, well the first month uh, that we were separated one looking for a lawyer that could see us before the end of August and two trying to work with a real estate agent to find a house and having uh, two separate ones just sort of slip through my grasp but somebody managed to outbid me on both of them. And uh, then at the end of August, I mean at the end of July, 1st uh, of August, found a house. But the thing is, you know, I've, I've qualified for everything, uh, everything's moving smoothly. The one thing holding the loan up is they keep wanting to see a separation agreement, because they want to, I guess, protect it, so that you know they know that uh, my ex isn't going to come after the house or something. I'm not entirely sure, and uh, so I keep getting emails and calls from. Them. It's like, you know, uh, as soon as you can, we'd like to see a copy of your separation agreement. And I'm like, yeah, I'd like to see a copy of it myself. But at the end of August is the earliest we can get to talk to somebody to even draw it up. And even then, they're like, oh, uh, yeah, well, this is what it. This is what we were told. Uh, after after talking to the lawyer yesterday, yeah, I'm out of the office until next Tuesday. Swing, swing by next Tuesday and pay me, and then I'll get it drawn up. So it's like I can't even get it done You know, this week. You know, it's, I don't know. Just It's frustrating, and I'm kind of rambling, and that's probably not what you guys are really interested in. But I will say the show's coming back. Uh, Like I said, once the housing situation's figured out, once I'm moved in and settled in, you know, got my internet uh, connections and all that, and something, you know, uh, some streaming services that I can keep watching the movies on, I'll be back. So this is just you know unexpected hiatus. I wish I could give a timeline on how long it's going to be, but like I said, uh, there's just certain things out of my control holding things up, and uh, so many things going on. I don't really have the energy or the uh the uh i can't even think of the word now i I just don't have the mental uh, ability to focus on and do research for the podcast at this this point concentration or focus that's the words i was looking for but this is the state that i've been in for about the past uh, two months Uh, but like i said once once i'm in the new place and have everything set up i'll be back i'll be back weekly um, until then though, like I said, I, I, I don't really uh, have it in me to do full episodes, but occasionally you know, I kind of want to do these, these little mini episodes. They're probably not going to be long. Uh, they're probably just going to be on some quick little subject or trivia or something. Uh, I don't really have a plan for them or release schedule at this point. I'm kind of using them as a way to get back in the habit, uh, you know, re, relearning, uh, you know how to do the podcast and edit it, things like that. So uh, yeah, I wish I could say how many of these are going to be, or how often they're going to be. But uh, again, right now everything like that's sort of in flux, and I'm unable to uh, give you concrete details. But I got the idea for this one and one more, which uh, again, when I get a chance, I'll record it. Um, you know, just on the internet, uh, looking at different sites. Trying to relax, get my mind off of things, and uh, stumbled into a discussion on uh, Michael Myers and Jason from the Friday the 13th movies. Somebody wondering if, you know, wondering how the two of them are just functionally immortal, you know, how they survived all these injuries over the years, uh, how they keep coming back. And, you know, of course, the easy answer is, you know, sequels and money. But they were wonderf- wondering if there was any sort of in-universe explanations. And I actually learned a few things about uh, about, uh, about Jason, and I'm going to cover that in a different episode when I get a chance to record that one. But uh, the thing about Michael Myers is somebody brought up the uh, Cult of the Thorn, which was, uh, what was it, Halloween 4, Halloween 5? It was those, those uh, movies, the ones where uh, Michael was chasing... Uh, Laurie's daughter. Uh, it was those trilogy of films. It was the Return to Michael Myers, Revenge of Michael Myers, and uh, the Resurrection of Michael Myers, if I remember right. And you know, somebody said it was an old druid curse, and he's you know has to chase down and kill members of his family, and he can't die so long as another member of his family is alive. But the thing that you know, I think gave me the idea for just talking about this for a few minutes and and uh, letting you guys know that I'm not dead. Came when somebody said well yeah but the movies aren't in that timeline anymore and uh that sort of stuck with me because you know the multiverse or the idea of a multiverse is something that's been around in in uh, speculative fiction for years you know the the more modern uh versions of it you can find in the tv show like rick and morty or in uh the uh, marvel cinematic universe you know the, current, the most recent Dr. Strange movie, the uh, most recent Spider-Man movie, both dealt with the idea of a multiverse. And the Avengers uh, Endgame, they were trying to prevent alternate timelines by putting everything back exactly as they found it. And, you know, you know, that kind of bothered me a little bit that they were trying to do that because they were sort of playing with the idea that there isn't a multiverse in Marvel or in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and yet the whole plot of the movie from what I can remember, especially the climax of it really doesn't work unless there's a multiverse. You know, if, if uh, Marvel is trying to do the back to the future thing and then they killed a character twice, they killed a, uh, the current version of him and then they killed the version of him from almost a decade ago in the same timeline. So, yeah. Uh, uh, but I digress a little. Yeah. And if, if you're listening and, I don't know, maybe you don't know what a multiverse is. Like I said, back to the future plays with the idea that time's a river and making alterations to that river. Changing the course of it changes, uh, you know, the future. You can wipe yourself out. The idea of a multiverse is uh, like what I like to call like a uh, choose-your-own-adventure-style universe or a flowchart universe in that, okay, we've gone down this path or we've chosen this page to go to. But uh, that doesn't mean the other pages or the other paths cease to exist. Like, every possible option is played out somewhere. And uh, like I said, if you watch Rick and Morty, they explore this, uh, you know, the the current Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, If you want to go back a little bit um, into another iteration of this, Gwyneth Paltrow actually in the movie uh, Sliding Doors, that's the premise of the movie, is it shows how her life plays out differently depending on whether she caught the train or not. So it sort of plays with the idea of a multiverse or alternate timelines. Uh, and the current Star Trek universe, that's the Kelvin universe. They're, the uh, uh, Chris Pine and uh, Zoe Saldana, uh, Zachary Quinto, Star Trek movie from a few years ago established, that it's an alternate timeline caused by uh, somebody meddling with the past. So what does all this have to do with Halloween? Well... Again, if you've seen the title of the episode, of of this little mini-sode, Halloween, the horror franchise, is the only franchise that I know of, off the top of my head, where the fans actually openly acknowledge that different films in the franchise take place in different timelines. Yeah, Halloween was exploring the idea of alternate timelines uh, long before you know a lot, of, just about any other uh, major film franchise. Uh, now, if you count the Rob Zombie films, and I really don't because they're they're like a reboot, and, you know, they're like a whole separate story because they concern you know the uh, origin of Michael again. But uh, you know, so I don't really count them as part of the main franchise. They're sort of an offshoot. Like I said, a reboot. But if you count them, then over the course of the Halloween films, there have been five different timelines. Some fans, as I found out from, from looking into this, uh, will say there's been a, maybe one more or one less, depending on how you want to interpret scenes and dialogue in a couple of the films. But uh, just to wrap this up, and so that the people who tune in to hear me talk about films will know that I've talked about films for a little bit, uh, here's a quick breakdown of the multiverse, of uh, the multiverse of murder, starring Michael Myers. Of course, they all start with the original Halloween film in the late '70s. This is the jumping-off point for all of the timelines, and you know, the, of course, the second film comes along, which establishes that Michael and Laurie are brother and sister, and he dies at the end of that one. And that's basically, depending on how you look at it, look at it. some people will say that's you know one timeline, because he dies at the end. He gets his eyes shot out, and he dies at the end of it. Uh, and then, of course, they come along with Halloween 3, in which Michael Myers isn't a real person. This is timeline 2. There's actually a scene in the movie where you can see the Halloween trailer playing on a television set. And this ties into John Carpenter's original idea for the series, which was it was supposed to be an anthology series. Each film in the Halloween uh, franchise was supposed to not follow Michael Myers, not follow uh, the shape, as John Carpenter dubbed him, but it was supposed to revolve around a different horror story, and the only common theme was they all happened around Halloween. But people wanted more of Michael Myers, and this was the 80s. This was late 70s, early 80s. The, the slasher film boom, and so we got Halloween Four, which saw that he had survived and he had spent the past decade or so in a coma, uh, you know, severe burn victim, and he comes back. and This is the Cult of Thorns timeline, where we find out that Laurie has died, uh, but before she died, she had a daughter, and now Michael is uh, pursuing his niece. And I kind of like this one a little because it kind of establishes the fact that the curse could be passed on. Uh, you know, Michael supposedly killed in the uh, f- fifth film, and you know it's implied that his niece is uh, taking on the curse. And I'm, I gotta admit, I get you know I get the shape, I get Michael Myers as a big thing, but I really kind of wish they had f- sort of explored that a little bit more. You know, like the idea that the curse could be passed on to a different family member and maybe done a movie where she she was the killer. Uh, But they didn't. But, uh, yeah, that that encompasses films uh, four, five, and six in the series. So that's the third timeline. Number four kicks off with Halloween uh, H20, in which Jamie Lee Curtis comes back. Uh, and at the end of the film, kills Michael. Now, here's where I talk about some people say there's more timelines, and some say that there's less timelines. In the next film uh, of the series, which I believe is Halloween Resurrection, where Michael Myers is killed by Buster Rhymes, uh, it's you know, retconned that you know she didn't kill him, that it was somebody else. Uh, you know, and in fact, Laurie's killed off at the beginning of the film. So there's some people who say that. The uh, H2O represents a uh, what are we to fifth timeline, fourth timeline, fourth timeline. It represents the end of the fourth timeline, which encompasses Halloween 1, Halloween 2, and Halloween H2O. Uh, some people say that no, H2o is a continuation of uh, the third timeline involving her daughter because even though Jamie Lee Curtis is as Lori, doesn't mention a daughter she does mention about faking her death and changing her name for years so there's some people who argue that h2o is just the end of the uh the uh, second storyline the yeah, second timeline second time no third timeline third timeline because the second timeline is halloween three so yeah there are people who argue that no uh you know h2o is the end of uh that timeline where michael survived being burnt and burned uh, at the end of halloween 2 and you know, went after laurie's daughter even though she never mentions a daughter uh and then there's some, some people who argue that no it's it and uh, resurrection are a fourth timeline in the films because they you know take place separate from the cult of thorns you know there's they, they sort of take Michael back to being less a supernatural figure and more of a uh, you know, just a, a killer, somebody who's probably got a medical condition where he's immune to pain. And that was pretty much it. And you know, Buster Rhymes killed Michael Myers for a while. We got the Rob Zombie reboot, which at this point, uh, you know, depending on how you want to look at it, is the sixth timeline. And then we get Halloween in 2018, which is a continuation from the first film, it doesn't follow the second film is the first film, and it does away with Michael and Lori being siblings, which John Carpenter's admitted he really wasn't on board with that idea to begin with. He didn't want to do Halloween two, and has talked about just staring at the typewriter and drinking and not sure what to do with it because he considered the story to be over, and just coming up with the idea of them being siblings as just something to put into the script. So, you know, the current trilogy of films, beginning with Halloween, which, uh, you know, again, does away with the family relationship, but, uh, just, I guess, has Michael coming after, uh, Laurie as the one who got away all those years ago. And, uh, you know, the current trilogy is its own separate timeline involving the first movie and the, the three current ones starting starting in 2018. So that's pretty much it, you know, uh, just a little quick something to let you guys know I'm alive. A little bit of movie trivia. Yeah, it's rambling. Yeah, it's just you know me just saying stuff off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm just doing these little things, these little episodes. Going to try to drop one whenever I can as I uh, get my life back together. The uh, next one I want to do, you know, I mentioned Jason. I want to talk about uh, this great little fan theory I, I stumbled across. Uh, and well, I mean, I've, I've known about it for a while. I've just never brought it up cause I could never think of some way to work it into an episode cause I don't really see a reason to talk about the Friday the 13th movies. They don't sort of fit in to the theme of, of, uh, you know, celluloid fever dreams, but, uh, it's nice little fan theory explaining, uh, how Jason is immortal and uh, the, the hidden storyline that is in the first Friday the 13th movie, whether it's intentional or not, uh, there is actually a, an extra little story that can be told within the film. And uh, I, I like that. And I want to talk to you guys about it. I want to tell you guys about it because uh, I, I do. I really like the idea of it. It works, it's not one of those fan theories where you have to ignore certain things or you have to uh just assume certain things and in in fact in doing a little research uh into this a variation of this fan theory uh has actually made it into uh some Friday the 13th media a comic that came out a few years ago I'm not going to talk about it any more than that but uh, like I said this is just a quick reminder I'm alive the show's coming back I can't really be concrete about when or where uh, if you want to keep up with me a little more or you want to, you know, just send me a message or hi, uh, you can follow me on Twitter. In fact, I told everybody about, everybody about this on Twitter. Uh, if you didn't know it by then, probably because you didn't follow me on Twitter. Why aren't you following me on Twitter? At uh, C. Fever Dreams on Twitter. I'm also on TikTok at Celluloid Fever Dreams. Hadn't done a video in a long time for same reason I hadn't done a podcast in a long time. And I'm on uh, Instagram at uh, Celluloid Fever Dreams. But, uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to getting back into doing this. Uh, you know, really, really want to keep going with this. It's, you know, To me, it's a lot of fun. I like the interacting with you guys. I like the people that I've met from doing this. Uh, and as soon, I promise you guys, as soon as I can get everything stable again and get a place to do this consistently from, I'm coming back. Uh, got some really great movies I want to talk about. Going to kick it off. We're, we're just going to start season three. Uh, going to kick it off with uh, Pleasantville. I've uh, figured out a better way to work through my massive list. How to you know better way to pick films. Uh, and and yeah, I, I miss you guys. Miss doing this. You know, thanks to everybody who's reached out to me. Uh, hopefully the next one won't be quite as rambling since I've gotten a little practice in. But uh, until next time, remember you can be a lot of things in the world. One of the best you can be is kind. And until then, uh, now I've always got a seat for you, go out and find something fun to watch. I've been Wyndham Jennings. This has been our first little mini-sode of celluloid fever dreams. And I hope to see you again soon. Bye, everybody.